welcome again to Gethsemane Sundays from Gethsemane Lutheran Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Our presiding minister is Reverend Deborah Muter, music by Aaron Smith. The following was recorded November 29th, 2020. Gospel according to St. Mark, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus is speaking. But in those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. And the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It's like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake. For you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. One of the things that I listened to when I was preparing for the sermon is a guy who said sometimes when he starts the, the first Sunday in Advent, he feels a little bit more like, you better watch out, you better not cry. Wait, there's more. You better not pout, I'm telling you why. Jesus is coming back. This part doesn't rhyme, so I just have to say it. And boy, is he mad. Or that's the impression we get. Of course, that's not right. But, but we're worried. We get a little worried when we read these readings. This is, in this part of Mark, it's called the little apocalypse. Apocalypse means the end of times, and not in a good way, not in a happy, cheery way, but in a really bad way, right? And so sometimes that first Sunday in Advent, when we start talking about watch and be awake and be ready, it does feel a little bit like you better watch out. Things are going to be bad. I've seen a bumper sticker that says, well, I can't say exactly what it says, but uh, Jesus is coming back, and boy, is he mad, right? Wrong again, actually, (laughs) but it makes us stop and think. Do we think of Jesus coming again as with joyful anticipation, the way that you might think excitedly about a special visit from someone you care about, or do we think of it more of Better watch out, Uh uh-oh, hope I'm ready in time, as if some guest is coming to your house who you're worried about 
oh no, things are not going to be clean enough or perfect enough, or you're not going to act the right way. I think it has a lot to do with what we've done the rest of the year, not just what we do on one Sunday or four Sundays that come right before Christmas. It has a lot to do with what we've done, and I don't mean just that we've been good. We made it on the, on the nice list instead of on the naughty list. No. It means what connection have we had with Jesus? How have we gotten to know him so that we know that he's not some bad guy that we need to be worried about? I found as I was putting my sermon together and preparing it today, going through things, that I have more questions than statements in my sermon. And these are rhetorical questions. Do you remember when we talked about that before, Eileen? Yeah. Rhetorical question means I say it and you think about it. Because you have a quick answer, then you didn't think about it enough for all of us. So I want you to think about these questions, okay? And I want everybody to think about these questions. You can jot them down and think about it throughout the week. Here's one. This time of year is also about revealing, right? The lights get brighter and the brighter they get. The more candles we light, more is revealed. Jesus is revealed. Well, yeah, we're getting close to Christmas. What is God revealing to you today? Mm. See, that is a thinking question, isn't it? What is God revealing to you? Because that that's not something anyone here or anyone who's watching can answer for anyone else. And also, you notice I said today. Think about in the Lord's Prayer how we say, give us this day our daily bread. We say that day part twice in there. And when we do, part of what we're saying is, God, just give us what we need and remind us that each day, we are dependent on you for all that we need and all that we have. That we don't look ahead too many days. Oh, we do. I know that we do. You do and I do. We look ahead. What's going to happen tomorrow, next week, and next year, and right now especially? Well, we are all about next year. We're all just so done with 2020. <laughs> we still have a little bit left, though. Yes, we do. And, and yet, right now is where God is working in our lives. Right here is where God is working in our lives. And we have to stop occasionally and say, what is God revealing to me about this moment? We don't ever want to throw away a moment or a day, even if it's not the best one, because God has given us to do something with it. We want to ask ourselves, the day of the Lord that these readings talk about, the day of the Lord with a capital D and, of course, a capital L, is that a good thing or a bad thing for us? Is the idea that Jesus is coming make you go, oh no, quick, I better do something, or does it make you say, oh good, Jesus is coming? You want to think about that. It's a good, good. Well, then you're, you're thinking in the right way, right? Another question, is God coming to punish or is God coming to rescue? And you answer that question by reading again and again the Bible through, all the way through, and getting the whole message. Yes, God punishes sometimes. Mostly we punish ourselves with what we do. God doesn't even have to do the punishing. But God punishes sometimes, but 
throughout the Bible and the greatest theme, especially in the Gospels, is about God rescuing us, saving us. Did you notice the words in that prayer of the day? Awaken us to the threatening dangers of our sins. Wow, that's, that's pretty tough. The, the, the threatening dangers of our sins. We tend to think of sins as the bad things that we do and then God gets upset with us and we have to be forgiven. Rather than the fact that the sins that we commit are dangerous to us and to the people around us, that they hurt us and the people around us. That's what we really need to be forgiven of. God is at the beginning, and God is always at the end. This is a very important understanding. We use the words, the letters from the alphabet, right? from the Greek alphabet. Alpha, meaning the very first, and we're familiar with that word because alpha gets used like, you know, when you've got a pack of dogs, you've got the alpha dog. It's the first one, it's the lead, right? Alpha. And omega is all the way on the other end. I'm the beginning and the end. And the thing is, as we get to know God more and more, we know that there really, there is no end with God, and that's a good thing. That God has this incredible ongoing entirety of the universe as we sing in one song in his hands right he's got the whole world in his hands you know that one right so i'm going to end a sermon of questions with one more question so you've already got what is god revealing to you today is the day of the lord a good day or a bad day which goes right along with is god coming to punish or is god coming to rescue and the last one is, how do you wait? I'll tell you one little story to go with that. When, I was, when my kids were younger and I was with another mom friend and the kids were smaller and we had to wait for something to happen and, and, and be patient, which kids are not good at. And you know, most of us adults are not very good at it either. And she turned to her daughter and said, patience is being happy while we wait. And I don't just mean false, happy, and put a smile on your face. Maybe content is a better word. Being content while we wait. How do you wait? And how does that go in with this whole theme of waiting for Jesus our Lord? Certainly waiting for Christmas, waiting for the celebration of his birth, waiting as the spring will come when we will remember again that he died on the cross for us. And at Easter, whether there are 10 people in worship or 100 we will celebrate the resurrection knowing that he has given us that final gift of victory, all in all. And when you put all that together, ask yourself, how do I wait? Amen.
This has been a Wayne Shout production. Wayne Shout.